Welcome to Sober Doc Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober Doc Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober Coffee Podcast and on Twitter at Sober Coffee Pod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober Coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path of recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. Well, good morning there, patient. What's up, my brother? Hey, how you doing, man? Hey, I'm here. You know, it's funny. We, we, we come in here to the coffee shop, and a lot of people think we come to the coffee shop, right? Right. Well, because we're sober, you know, die coffee, but there's so much technology in this coffee shop I, slash I know. studio. I know. It's I mean, every time I come in here, man, there's like... There's like all these like gauges that are lighting up and lights, green, green, green screens, special lightings, and, and, yeah, and yeah, you know it's amazing, man. It's the operating room. It's like being in the hospital. It, 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 all the tools are here. I mean, clear. No, Brian's <laughs> Brian's awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah, Brian Audio High, good stuff. Totally yeah, man. yeah. For for all your podcasting needs, yes. Yeah, so it's in Chicago Land. Yes, in Chicago Land. Yeah. So how you doing, man? How you feeling? Hey, that's a cool picture, man. They just like enhanced it here. Let me uh, uh, let me take a quick picture and we'll post it on up there and look at you trying to get down to business and, uh, and I'm goofing around. Glenn's all Glenn's all waiting for you know he's doing the the uh, selfie. No, man, it's uh, it's been a tough nine days. Yeah, I've been yeah. sick. And, yeah. Uh, tough nine days, man. But it's good to be back. In fact, uh, the alarm woke me up this morning and rarely wakes me up mm. except when I'm sick. But uh, no, I was um, actually lots been going on. I was out in California celebrating my 60th. Had a great family time. Um, my uh, daughters came in. My little grandbaby came in. Um, it was a great time. I got sick. Yeah, right. And you know, it's funny. I was looking forward to that for six months, right. and we went to a great location in uh, California, and just everything lined up. You know, expectations. Mm-hmm. You know, I learned through you know you and. Come with these podcasts, man, about expectations. Kept my expectations low, and the day the day I go out there, I get mm. sick. Mm. And uh, you know, I had some good lessons through that. But um, we, were you like sick on the? Were you sick like you had a a cold, or were you sick like you got really sick? No, I was. I had a cold. Um, have a cold. Had had a cold. Um, I landed up getting diagnosed with flu A. I, I didn't even know that was a thing. Mm. Uh, but flu A, so I'm on like four meds, and it's been nine days now. And uh, but I was out there, and I wasn't feeling good. Day one, flying out there, I, I wasn't feeling good. Um, and then that night, you know, I tried to get some sleep. The next day, I woke up and I was done. Mm. I mean, I was just cooked, like um, on the couch, done. Yep. Yeah. So isn't that funny? You know what it kind of reminds me of? Not funny, like in a haha, glad you're sick kind of way, but uh, ironic way. Is it's like COVID, you know? So everyone had all these plans for 2020, right? And they had strategic plans. They had expectations. They had a vision of how 2020 was going to lay out. And then they ended up on the couch. They ended totally. up on the couch. Totally. And and that's what happened to you. And I think, you know, I, yeah, I think that it's challenging because we can't get so far ahead of ourselves that we think. Everything is going to go the way that we think it's going to go. Yeah, and I don't want to get all head trippy, you know, and all this, but but man, I learned, you know, I, I really learned some stuff. Um, <clears throat> you know, first of all, as you know, you know, I I kind of dig prayer, right, mm-hmm. and, and I kind of dig God's will, and and 
and it's nice to it, it it's nice when I have examples of where I actually live. Mm-hmm. You know the uh, shit that we talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I mean, hey, I had all my plans, you know, for going out there, and you know, but but I really had tempered expectations, right? And and I kind of do in life. You know, it just is what it is, and as it comes, it comes. And and what the the number one lesson? First of all, I still got to do the stuff I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, I wasn't feeling good doing it. Right. Um, I was all meted up. You know, I had my day coils and my Mucinex cough medicines, and um, but what it really forced me to do, and I shared this with you, and it was really cool. Is normally. I would have been in the game with everybody, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I would have been making food. I would have been, you know, participating. I would have been on the floor, mm-hmm. you know, playing with my grandbaby. And, and, and what it forced me to do, because I couldn't give all my germs to her, what it forced me to do was sit on the couch. Mm-hmm. And when I was on the couch, it forced me to observe. And I really sat back, and instead of being in the game, I was in the bleachers watching the game. And I really had a unique opportunity to learn who my kids are, mm. you know. Mm. And they're adult kids; they're thirty, twenty-six, and and my my seventeen-year-old daughter was there. And but I, I I really had a chance to watch them interact mm-hmm. without you know Glenn getting involved, without Glenn getting in the mix. Mm-hmm. And it was really cool. I mean, I have some cool kids, and and uh, you know, I watched them bond mm-hmm. you know instead of me being in there trying to be the glue and so I, you know it's really cool an interesting vantage that you <coughs> probably that you wouldn't have gotten gotten if you had if you had been you know like you right. said in the game and you know and almost feeling like the director in the play but instead you were you were a, a ticket holder uh in this in just watching it all unfold in front of you that had to be yeah it was really cool, and, and something that I've really focused on this year is, you know, I think we as humans, you know, uh, especially sober humans, um, you know, as, as folks that are either seeking sobriety or or, or early in sobriety or, or in sobriety, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, alcoholism is pain. Right. You would agree with that, right? I, totally. It, I totally. mean, painful mentally, painful yeah. physically, painful experientially. Mm-hmm. Relationship, I mean, it's just, right. Yeah, it's, it's, just, just, yes. it's just alcoholism just drives pain. And, and you know, I, I think our bodies um, and and our brains were, were built and wired for comfort. Mm-hmm. You know, I just think back to the cavemen or whenever. I think we're, we're built for comfort. Mm-hmm. And I think we... We naturally, our, our natural setting in our brain is set for comfort. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of people try to find That's why well, I you try and find it through alcohol. You, you yeah. think it's there at the, at the bottom of the bottle. Well, the, you the, know? the exit, right? The, the escape right. Is, is, you know, escape the stress, mm-hmm. right? I just want to escape. Mm-hmm. And, and at the end of the day, the alcoholism, the alcohol created more pain than, than life pain. Mm-hmm. And then I wanted to escape from, from the alcohol pain, right? right? And that's why well, I got sober. And it, well, it becomes, it becomes an ever ending loop. If you, if you keep trying to find that comfort that you shoot for, you know, Dr. John, who's been on a few times here, talks about yeah, it as the Dr. hole John. in the soul. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and so, but, but yes, finally, finally the bottle runs out because you, 
you come to the realization that comfort isn't found at the bottom of the bottle. And we made the decision to toss the bottle and not buy another one. And, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't an easy choice to make because, because it's, it's, it's baffling or, or no better yet. It's cunning, right? It's cunning. cunning it, it tells powerful, you, th- yeah. it makes you think you're going to find comfort, more comfort in the more you drink. And that's just not for me, it wasn't the reality. Well, what happens early on, I, I think the brain, you get a brain marker, right? Right. Because those first couple cocktails, there is relief. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There is relief, and your brain's like, oh. There's even a little fun. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. Yeah, that's yeah, right. add some fun to it, right? Mm-hmm. But that's when where you sit there and you're like, man, that's what I really, you know, that's what my brain was looking for is that level of relief. Mm-hmm. But then there's a whole nother level of pain that comes with it. So, you know, what I really focused on this year is is there's some gain that can come with pain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, oh, I like that. And yeah. and again, the the nature. Everybody wants to escape, right? We mm-hmm. want the softer, easier way. Um, but if you want to accomplish something in life, you know that's where that's where there's. There's, there's, discomfort. there's pain, yeah, yeah, discomfort. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. doesn't have to be pain, but just right. call it discomfort, right? right? Right, It's like going to the gym. Well, right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you do it for an hour for the for the feeling it gives you for the balance of the 23 hours of the day, you know, but you're yeah, right. Yeah, man, I hate that hour. I mean, I, if you ever walk away from the gym going, yeah, I don't, that, that was a lot of fun, then you probably weren't lifting enough weights. No, but there are some people that do that, and, and they have broken through the barrier somehow. Right, of of getting to the endorphin rush and all that. I don't mm-hmm. get any of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I am very self aware, um, but dopamine hits. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know when the endorphins are running, mm-hmm. but I don't get them at the gym at all. Well, you know, looking back to your sickness, I think that I can make a, a direct tie to my experience in in recovery, and that is that at some point. First of all, my body, my game, I said, I said, I'm done, right? My body was over. I couldn't go anymore. I couldn't get off that couch that you were on, right? right? right. I was just stuck there. And, but at some point I said, enough, I, I, I need to seek help. So you went to a doctor, right? I did. Right. And, and, um, you know, in my, in my recovery, I went to the doctor of recovery, which, which is an organization called AA and, you know, I had a stop along the way, but my first stop along the way was a rehab. Mm-hmm. My first, actually, technically, my first stop was to my family doctor. You know, my wife took him to my family doctor and said, okay, he's he's ready to, you know, how is he doing physically? Is there, so you go to a professional, you know, you, you, you go to help. You go to what's out there and... Which is what you did. I mean, had you not done that, you wouldn't have got the medication that's got you on the road to recovery. Yeah, it's like this. I mean, we always say it's hard to fix a problem with the same brain that created it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I could have sat on the couch and, sure. and said, oh, I, I know how to fix this. Yeah, I've got the right. plan. That's right. And I would have been sicker than I am today. Well, that's, know, but. that's the thing. But you didn't. You turned, you turned to the help that was available and you said, give me the med. Let me Tell me what to do. So that I can get on the floor and play with my grandkid. I mean, so I have to tell was, you a funny story. Yeah. Some, so I just love how this, this this shit works, man. I just love how this shit works. Um, and I'm reminded every day how this stuff works. So 
So I go see the doctor, and they call in my meds, right? So I'm sitting there in Walgreens um, waiting for my meds, and mm-hmm. I, I got four meds. Um, I have a like a Benadryl antihistamine cough syrup okay. right? Right. for me to sleep at night. I got two little pills for my cough. I got an inhaler steroid thing, and I got some flus pack, right? right? So, <laughs> excuse me. So I'm sitting there, and and the uh, pharmacist screams, so it seemed, over the counter, right? So I'm 20 feet from the pharmacist. Right. She screams. She goes, "Mr. Hafner, this cough syrup." has alcohol in it is that allowable oh my she outed you she wow yeah i mean and and i said i said yeah i I said how much he's like three percent i'm like that's fine and and i said "I've, i've got a program don't worry about it so as soon as i say that one of our guys from our money night group uh huh is down the aisle and heard that oh no and he Peeks his head around. And he goes, "Are you sure you're supposed to be taking that?" Wow! And in the in the immediate time, I'm texting my sponsor, right, saying, "Dude, this cough medicine. I'm trying to get better. This cough medicine has a little bit of alcohol in it. Are, are we okay?" And and so I'm like, I showed him my text, right? I'm like, okay. I, I know what I'm doing. Jen's going to get the bottle, and she's, you know, yeah, I'm not going to. Down. I mean, it, it wasn't was, a fifth. It was eight no, ounces it was, of. It was eight ounces yeah, of cough right. syrup that had, you know, three percent alcohol right. or whatever. So, of course, you ordered a gallon, but. Well, yeah, I went, I went back and got seventeen refills. But, right, right. But I mean, it's just funny how all this stuff works, mm-hmm. you know, and and how many guardrails I have in my life today, mm-hmm. and and you know, and and so then, you know, I laughed, and then my my sponsor responded. He goes, "Absolutely, take it." He goes, "What the doctor told you to take." He goes. You know, keep Jen informed, keep me informed. You know, he goes, you got to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's greater risk in not getting better than mm-hmm. in that little 3%. Right. But, and, and so that I snapshot of that, took a screenshot of that, and sent it to that dude. I just love how it works, man. Well, you know, look, there's a couple interesting lessons that I, I learned in there. First of all, you know, you're not eight days sober checking with your sponsor to see if it's okay to cross the street. Right. You're eight years sober. But I was still checking with him. But you're still checking with right. him. Because that's my program. Well, and that's your that's your sober doctor. I mean, that, that's part of your sober medical team. Right. I mean, so, you know, again, that I guess that's my takeaway from your experience is the fact that there's help out there. Take a, take the help. I mean, we're never too strong to say, I got this. I'll do it on my own. I'll make the decision about the cough syrup. I'll make the decision about what doctor. Take the help that's out there. Listen to the professionals or the people that have been in your spot before, right? And and I also heard in your little story that, you know, surround yourself with people that you need to be accountable to. I mean, uh, I, got a, my 25 things. I got a, a bulk of my trouble at at the age of 59 i had come to the end of my rope if you will because i had no accountability in my life and when you talk about pain through gain gain through pain you know accountability is one of it's yeah it's uncomfortable i'm i'm 60 plus years old do i really need to check with my sponsor before i take a cough syrup no you, you know you would think the answer is no but in our world the answer is Hey, you've 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 seen what accountability has done for you. 
So now continue to use that same. Why would you stop taking your meds? Like your doctor, he prescribes those meds. You walk out of the store, you take them for the first dose, and then you stop taking them. Why would you do that? Why go? Why go? But see, isn't that what people do in AA? They they go, you know, it's funny. I'm on, you know, as you know, I'm on social media. And, and, and I always see the people that that say that AA doesn't work, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. AA doesn't work. AA's full of shit. You know, but I watch their ego mm-hmm. in the whole post. You right. know, it's all they know better. Right. Right? Because they stopped taking right. their meds. It's like, the, the, it, you know, it's like what Dr. John said. There's something Dr. John said that just rings tattooed on my brain. I looked at him one day when he was in here and I said, I said, why does AA not, why do people say AA doesn't work? Mm-hmm. He paused, which is rare, but he paused. <laughs> he looked right at me. He says, because they haven't surrendered and given it a chance. Their own ego is preventing them from surrendering. Right. And giving it a real chance. Right. And I, I, I looked at him, I'm like, you know what? I feel that because I did that for quite a number of years. Right. right. I knew better. I would just take this in doses. And only when I jumped in the AA pool and said, I will do whatever you tell me to do, right. you know, did I start to get alcoholically better? Mm-hmm. And only when I sat there and, and, you know, said to the doctor, I'll take whatever meds you want me to take. That's right. You know, and I'll, tell you, I'll take them how you told me to take them. That's right. Right. And I'll actually take some time off work and try to get some sleep. Right. And, you know, and, and then I started, you know, a little bit, started to get better. Right. I mean, you're not on the couch now. It's nine days later and you're back in the real world. No, but I can tell there's there's a lot of similarities between. Isn't there? Drunk Glenn and sick Glenn. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just really. It's waking up, you know, you know what it, it reminds, the clear reminder is waking up in the morning and saying, Ugh, I'm still sick. What am I going to do today? Oh, that's a terrible, I that's mean, a you, terrible feeling. Remember when, yes, when you're I like, do. oh, I'm drunk, yes. I'm hungover again. Yeah, right, what am I going to do right. today? How am I going to be different? But you know what? I've got this intuitiveness right now. I can sit there in my own shit and just say, hey, it's just another sick day mm-hmm. i'm gonna get through it i'm gonna do the right things and you know i think it's a testimony i don't live a lot today based on how i feel right I, based on knowing what the right next thing to do is right right no that's that's great and that's that <coughs> that's that gain through pain that you, that you you reference i mean you're you pick it up a little bit you just take that left foot and put it in front of the right foot and right foot in front of the left foot and rinse and repeat. You just keep doing it, right? Yeah, totally, man. Totally. Uh, but, you know, hey, uh, the way I look at it now is if, if I'm sick now, i am probably be better next week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do, you re- what, do you recommend to the, what do you recommend to the guy who's still waking up saying, oh, man, I, fe- I feel sick? What, so, I mean, I, what, what did you- so I would say the, if, if the, the alcoholic guy that wakes up and says, yeah, uh, right, right. Hey, hey, I'm still hungover, I'm still sick, mm-hmm. um, there is a solution. Mm-hmm. Underline that 100%. There is a solution. Mm-hmm. Being physically sick, going to the doctor, there is a solution. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, you know, get outside your head and just say, I'm going to do whatever you tell me to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I, Wait, I, can I add one thing? Yeah. For as long as you tell me to do it. Right. Because that's that's where I see the drop off is. I read a statistic just this week that it was above eighty percent, maybe it was eighty two percent, something like that, 
of people that have failed their New Year's resolution by February 1st. And I'm sure we'll talk about that as, you know, at the year's end. But but think about that. I mean, eight out of ten people quit doing what they said they were going to do by 30 days into a 365-day year. Right. So I'm telling you, it takes self-awareness. My... Um I mean, I'm, I got a lot of stuff going on right now. I'm busy. I got a lot of stuff, good, good stuff mm-hmm, going, mm-hmm. right? But I was driving with my daughter last night, and, and she paused, and she looked at me. She goes, hey, she goes, you haven't been to church in two weeks. Okay. And I'm like, you're right, yeah. you know? And, and, and I sit there, and now, you know, I used to go to seven to ten meetings a week. Mm-hmm. Now I go to one or two, mm-hmm. right? I used to go to church every week. Now I go once or twice a month, mm-hmm. right? And and I used to say, hey, I listen to the messages. I haven't done that in two weeks, mm-hmm. right? So what what they always say about the rooms is when you stop coming, that's, that's when right. that's when the trouble starts. Or or what do you say? You you can't swim if you're not in the pool. You can't learn to swim if you're not in the pool. You that's can't right. improve. You can't get stronger if you're not going to the gym. So with that said, I'm going to a meeting tomorrow morning. All right, there you go. But I mean, hey, that's you know, am I doing the right stuff every single day? Mm-hmm. And you know, that's why I love your color coded calendar. Right. You know, is and I really need to do that because you know each color, I have to make sure that my sobriety remains a priority. Mm-hmm. I may not, I may not have to do it forty hours a week like I used to do right. it. Right. Right. Because I have other things to substitute that, other rewarding purposes in my mm-hmm, life. Mm-hmm. But, and and that's a byproduct of being mm-hmm. a good sober life. Right. But I still need to keep you got to stay on the meds. You yep. got to stay on the meds. I mean, it's just so important. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So, I don't know, man. There there is some gain in the pain if you do it mm-hmm. the right way. Mm-hmm. You know, if you just sit there and wallow in it, you know, I'm not sure what the gain is, but right. You know, it's interesting when I went through, um, when I was in rehab in early days, probably day two, day three, when I started getting clarity. You were probably totally compliant in rehab, weren't you? Oh, I was beyond Did you compliant. have your notebook? Yes, totally. I was a sponge. <laughs> well, you know, my daughter gave me the notebook on the way out the door, yep. you know, and she said, Dad, take it, use it, learn what you can learn. I mean, that came from a non-alcoholic you know, member of good, good in good standing with society, but there's so much of those notes have been good. Oh, content I, I still refer. I still refer back to them. There, yeah, it's awesome. amazing what you, you hear it. if you listen. If you listen, it's amazing what you hear. But, but here's the one thing that settled on my brain in day two or day three of sobriety, and it was four simple words: get healthy, stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Right. So. I was in the get healthy phase of my life, right? I, I had to get healthy before I could stay healthy. And that mantra has stayed with me to today because today I'm still in the stay healthy. It's not a complicated life plan. Get healthy, stay healthy. I've succeeded in getting healthy, but think about it. If you went off your meds and and went on a poor diet and picked up a bottle, I mean, your body would again be unhealthy right so get healthy is what we did when we were going to 10 meetings a week we were Mm -hmm. getting we were getting healthy staying healthy means we still need to keep them take the meds that we're taking we still have to follow direct doctor's directive 
stay healthy is the important part of the equation. If I stay healthy, if I keep my body in tune, I'm going to be less likely to pick up whatever virus somebody has around me because my body's immune system, because I'm staying healthy, has a better shot, you know? And, and it's a, still a mantra I live by. Get healthy, stay healthy. And I, I'd encourage anybody to grab onto those four simple words. It's not that complicated. So I have a question for you. Yeah. I don't see you take notes anymore. Oh, I do. I, uh, but here, I don't I, see I, you take your, your notepad. I take an index card now. Okay. Yeah. Right. So same same pill, different you know different, different gel, gel cap. <laughs> yeah. One was a capsule. This is a gel cap. Dude, I that's funny. A, I keep that's a three by five index card in my, do you really? in my that's pocket. Outstanding. And then you go home and file them. Yep. Do you file? Uh, them? No, I I transform them back into a notebook. Oh, you do. Okay. Yeah. I thought maybe you filed them by like topic and, or and something. then a lot a lot of times what will happen just like these these episodes of Sober Doc Coffee you know I. If you listen, if you really listen, there's four or five gems in a half. There hour. really are. There are. In fact, I wish we had like a digital media, social media guru who would separate them out and do them for post for us. Right. But I mean, there. I have gone back and I've listened to a couple episodes, and I'm like, "That's a gem. Yeah. That's a gem. You're a gem." <laughs> and and I'm telling you, man, uh, it's great. I know. No, I just want to make sure that you you kept. You know, yeah, it's something I still do because, that, because that's the way my brain works. Right. That's the way my healthy brain works. My healthy brain says, learn something, capture it, write it down, own it, hold it for a while, and reference it whenever you need it. You know, here's what's crazy about being sick. Yeah, it just I, it just hit me as I my craving for sugar is gone. Really now? Is that crazy? Hmm. Like I like for nine days, I haven't craved a single sweet thing. I'm just fine going through the day without eating ten Oreos. Right. So, that's a miracle. I know. I so I I get some value from being sick. Right. Right. I know. I don't know how to shut that thing off permanently. Well, like you said, I mean, there is. It, that's a pain. That's a gain that you didn't expect. Right. You know, we talk about that a lot. The promises. I mean, you got. We've gotten things that. We never expected benefits of being sick. We were alcoholically sick. Now I have the benefit that I never thought of, of a, of good employment. I mean, I was an entrepreneur. I, I never, it wasn't on my radar to be a, to have a solid employee job. It, it's fantastic. I love it. Yeah. So one, one last thing. We have yeah. a couple seconds here, but um, went to uh, Laguna Beach. Now, Laguna Beach, and, and I purposely went there. First of all, I love it there. It's one of my oh, it's favorite beautiful. places yeah. in, in this world. Yeah. But I have spent some of my darkest, darkest days, days there, right? in Laguna Beach. Right. And and I wanted to go back because I can point to the darkest day of my life being in Laguna Beach. And now I can say one of my brightest days of my life is in Laguna Beach. Full circle. Isn't that something? And I have a picture probably... 20 years ago of just absolute pain mm -hmm. and I have a picture of last week of absolute joy with my family and just it's just full circle man it's cathartic it's uh, it's uh, vindicating I don't even know that's a word but <coughs> excuse me it's um, I'm telling you it's I, I almost wondered why I wanted to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, does that even make sense? I should have talked to you about it before I did it. But it's just full circle. Yeah. You know, and um, and I talked to my 17-year-old daughter about it. I said, hey, 
She goes, why do you like Laguna Beach? I'm like, well, it's beautiful. Wait, you wait. And she loved it. And I said, but it's really full circle for me. I said, I was there when I wasn't doing the right things in mm -hmm. life. and I knew how I felt. And now I've gone back and doing the right things in life. And I'm telling you, it is a totally, it's a good barometer. It's a good benchmark. You know what just popped into my head, though? Well, you did a victory lap. You know, the race, no, I, the race no, car goes around the track. Yeah, no, And it's it was, intense, and it's turns, and there's accidents, and there's all this stuff. And then he wins, right? He wins the check of leg, and he does a victory lap. And now he's going slower, and he's just looking oh, at the it was crowd. Amazing. It was amazing. Just looking at the crowd saying, here I am. I, I was sitting there watching my grandbaby put her toes in the sand for the first time. Wow. And I remember 20 years ago, I was on that same beach, exact, exact same spot. Um, passed out. I was drunk out of my mind, talking to a homeless guy, and we were talking about the benefits of being homeless. And like I, I had no other answer in my life. I mean, it was just it was just crazy. And there was, you were. There you there you are. It was just crazy. Much so later where, in your life. Yep. Where is your uh, Laguna Beach? Um, mine. I just just happened actually. Um, it was uh, no. It was it was uh, not a physical place. It was. My house, where just recently we hosted 40 people yep. for an event. And, uh, you know, that event called Thanksgiving, um, I, I had had so much significant pain associated with it because they had what I wanted, which was a real life. Right. And and I hope this makes sense, but this these times when I'm with 40, the same 40 people in the same venue, I now feel immense amount of joy because I have what they had, which is a normal, a shot at a normal life. That's outstanding. Right? That's so, outstanding. So it's, right? so it's more of that mental place, though it's physically the same place that tormented me. You know, my house, my people tormented me, and now they're my treasures, you know? It's man, it's, that's awesome. Yeah, it's good stuff. That's so, awesome. closing thoughts: go to the doctor. It's mine. You know get, what? Get man? the help available to yeah. you. Yeah, I mean, there's really, uh, I mean, there is a solution. There, yeah, there is. And whether we're it's a medical it, right? or whether it's alcohol, there is a solution. But you got to surrender. You got to get outside your head. You got to say, "Hey, I'm going to go get help. I'm going to take direction." And it's that point where things start to change. There is help. There is a solution, especially in AA. Right, right. Love you, brother. Love you too, man. Bye, have, man. A have a great day. Feel better. All right, thanks. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us for today's Coffee Chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober.coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution.